When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the Hans Shot First Podcast. They don't know it, I'm telling you. We'll be talking in-depth about common movie moments from my dead body. With the mix of all things pop culture along the way. Yeah, all Scott. Okay. Welcome everyone to Hans Shot First. I'm Jeff, joined as usual by Scott and Alex. Say hello. Hello. Hey. This week we're talking about You Only Live Twice. <laughs> Demo. Arigato. <laughs> Arigato gochamashu. Gochamashu. Fucking <laughs> movie. This movie came out in 1967. <laughs> oh my gosh. Directed by Lewis Gilbert. Uh, writers, Harold Jack Bloom, World Doll. That's crazy. Uh, yeah, I know. Ian, that, that yeah, really is that crazy. Is yeah. Uh, and based on the novel by Ian Fleming. Uh, starring Sean Connery, uh, Akiko Wakabahashi, Mihama, Testuru Tanba, and that's all you're getting from me. Oh, Donald Pleasance. Yeah, uh, may God have mercy on our souls. There's this couple of you know mainstays: the Bernard Lee, Lois Maxwell, Desmond Llewellyn mm-hmm. as as MQ and Money Penny, uh, right. sure. uh, Sai Chin, uh, who shows up in Casino Royale as one of the poker players. Oh. Um, she's the Chinese woman at the beginning uh, that helps fake his death, and then most noteworthy of all is Peter Maeva. Do you recognize the name, Jeff? At least the last name. Oh, Maivia. Yeah, Maivia. Right. Sorry, Maivia. Yeah, and I'm and I fucked up the name. Yeah, that's uh, that's the Rock's grandfather. Grandfather. Oh, okay. I thought he looked like not Japanese. <laughs> yeah, like, not quite right, Japanese maybe, anyway. You know, yeah. he he came from Hawaii. Yeah. But, uh... Yeah, yeah, when The Rock entered the WWF, he was under Rocky Maivia in the honor of his grandfather. Crazy. All right, uh, who was, I don't even know whose movie this was. This, this was mine. Scott, yeah. so what's your history with this film? Uh, so I, I I think we've sort of established that I'm, that I'm the the biggest Bond fan of the three. Uh, yeah, I, I love the, mm-hmm. the Bond series. Uh I obviously did not see this in theaters. It came out in 1967. Uh, but I, I, I do remember seeing it as a kid and, and several times over the years. Uh, although it, it, it had been a while since I sat down to watch it again. And, you know, it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's interesting to watch it again with kind of not, not fresh eyes, but, you know, after we've been doing this, the podcast for so long, you know, we, we start to look at these movies perhaps a little bit differently when we 
we're not necessarily excited by them. Um, I don't know if that's the right way to put it. Because, you know, I know I know it's coming. Uh, but, uh, yeah, definitely um, was entertained in a different way watching it this time around. Mm-hmm. All right. Alex, what's your history with this movie? I want to say that I watched this movie with Scott because I think we were talking about Bond, and my dad's a big Bond fan also. And uh, Scott's like, oh, have you seen You Only Live Twice? It takes place in Japan. you got to watch it. I'm like, okay. So we watched it together. <laughs> then when the inevitable happened, it blew my mind. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, what is happening right now? Yeah, yeah. It's, <laughs> oh, man. It's out there. Yeah. <laughs> but speaking right. of which, yeah. what, was, what was the first movie that uh, everybody watched in the theater? The first one. I believe, I want to say for mind, it was A License to Kill with Timothy Dalton. I think that was the first one I saw in the theater. Yeah, that that, that sounds right. Um, I don't I don't know that I, I... I don't think I saw Living Daylights in theaters. But yeah, I, I definitely saw A License to Kill. I don't... So the first one I ever saw was on... My parents rented it and I watched it with them. It was A View to a Kill... I don't even okay. know who's in that one. <laughs> that that was That's that was a, one of the Grace Roger. Jones. Yeah, this was one of the Roger, Roger Moore. Yeah, I remember okay. that one. And that, the that, theater, killer, that was the killer, the Duran Duran song in the. Yeah. yeah. In the theater, it was one of the Pierce Brosnan ones, but it was after Goldeneye. I, I don't know. I saw a couple of those. Oh, I remember watching Goldeneye. And that's and I've seen one or two of the the newer ones in the theater too. But I, I'm not a big Bond guy, although I do like the newer ones, but. Not all the time it got me to the theater. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh yeah, so my history with this is I've never seen it, never heard of it. I didn't even know what this was <laughs> until you guys said the title. And then, uh, yeah, I have questions, lots of them. But we can, uh... <laughs> I, I, I will say, you know, just because it's, it's not anything I think list-worthy. This is, this is probably my favorite title of a Bond movie. It's just there's something very in, just inherently cool. For for like a name of a spy, you know, movie, novel, or whatever. Like you only live twice. Yeah, like it's, and it really it's super... doesn't even come into play. Not well, really. Well, no, it, it absolutely Very does. What, do you, what the hell are you talking about? Uh, the whole the whole first part of the movie is him faking his death. No, yes, but then after he fakes his death, everybody knows he's James Bond. <laughs> well, yeah, like that part of it doesn't make any sense. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's like, what yeah, I mean. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, like they, they never explain like stuff. yeah, they never explain oh, hey, like Mr. why Bond. they had to go through with it to begin with. But yeah. Um, but the title, the concept behind like the title is is awesome. Yes, like it it, it conjures <laughs> like like what you'd want out of a spy, whatever. Yeah, yeah. And then Blofeld even says it. It's like oh, that's <laughs> he the does. Title yes, of the movie. Cinema Sin. Yeah. yeah. So um, before I have questions, should I ask them now or should I ask them as we go? Because I uh, have what, what, whatever them. whatever you feel like doing, and I'll try to answer as best I can. Yeah. Man. Okay. I mean. Is yeah. this supposed to be taken seriously? Or no? <laughs> um, I think, yeah, Bond movies uh... were always like silly action movies. They weren't like, they weren't heavy dramas that they turned into, well, heavy action dramas in with uh, the Daniel Craig Bond. But even Dr. Always... No I saw, and it was not like this. Right. Yeah, because it started off like that, and then they got really tongue-in-cheek. I think they slid, like, by the time, like, the Roger Moore ones are in full swing. Like, oh yeah, yeah. It, gets, it gets very cheeky. Um, okay, but this is not. Yeah, it's it's hard. Though. It's hard. It's hard to say. 
Because like, no, I but th- I think it's this is the last one, the last Connery one before. Oh shit! This again. It's being invaded. Yeah, I know. Uh, no, the last uh, Sean Connery one before uh, Never Say Never Again, <laughs> which was done by a different studio. Yeah, there's, like, that's there's a whole bun. very weird, like convoluted thing about the rights to, to James Bond properties. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's why you had like simultaneous like Roger Moore and, and Connery ones going on and you had the one off mm-hmm. with uh, um, George Lazenby Lazenby which was yeah was one, the, was one uh, advertised yeah, the after, yeah, yeah yeah and the credits is oh under Majesty's Secret Service wow because this thing was <laughs> corny and then like even Laura walked in at one part and she's like yeah Austin Powers is making fun of this I mean this is just like Austin Powers it's not even spoofing <laughs> it. it yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like yeah, it's hard. It's, it's it's hard to tell like where they really want to like punch it up with like the tension and and drama. I, I think the beginning of the movie is is a lot better than yes. The, yeah, like yeah, we'll, we'll talk more about that mm-hmm. sure as we go along. And, and then one last question with Blowfield: Is this his first appearance or no? I that I don't know. I'm I'm you know that, I, I, I say I'm a Bond I fan, research. but I'm no I'm no expert. Go ahead, Alex. It, it, he was he's been mentioned and featured in different Bond films. I think from Russia with Love, he was seen, but only from, you know, the midsection, stroking mm-hmm. the cat. This is the first time we actually whoa, whoa, see his face. Whoa, this is a family uh, podcast. Oh, well. Stroking his pussy. Okay, yeah, yeah. that's right. <laughs> but yeah, this is the first time you see his face. Okay. It's Donald Pleasance. And then he okay. shot... Stop Mike- that astronaut! Stop that astronaut right sh- there. He shot Michael Myers. <laughs> Yeah, May God have mercy on us all. All right. Well, I have more questions, but that was the, the two main ones because this was pretty damn corny in my opinion. Almost felt spoofish in itself, and then uh, I think I think it I it's uneven. The... I think it's be- yeah. easiest way to just call it uneven. How was as that? Right. Okay. Well, then let's get into it. Uh, we're going to talk about seven items from the movie. Scott, what's number seven? Uh, seven is the the. I'm calling it the twine poison. Um, yeah. Oh, honorable mention. It's always cool. Like, I, I I don't know in movie lore if this is the first time this ever popped up in a movie. But this is certainly the oldest thing I can think of where it did pop up. And the I've visual of it is so cool. Mm-hmm. With, like, the, the rivulets going down. And, they you know, in the low lighting, they, they kind of glisten. And, um, and, and just the idea of killing somebody like that is is interesting for for a spy movie uh mm-hmm. so yeah like not not much more to say about it um but it's just something very cool um you know and and especially in this long-running series where you know people get <laughs> get a knife in the back and then just seize up for no reason like <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just for dramatic great. for dramatic uh, tension mm-hmm. you know people getting <laughs> shot dropped into <laughs> this guy's pools of, of <laughs> piranha um bon appetit yeah I, like what, what what was the year when you know the general public finally realized yeah prana aren't actually that dangerous like <laughs> I, I think that's still a big misconception yeah so I, I don't like, know what that... piranha will castrate a donkey so you should watch your private part but yeah, I mean they can generally just leave anything else alone it's, it's, it, it was just a very exotic thing mm-hmm. uh, that that looks awesome on screen yeah yeah, it's, it's, I love the bubbles and everything. It's yeah. a cheap effect, so yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying. It's so so simple, but it looks so cool. It's like, uh, oh man, that ham is gone. <laughs> oh, that no. ham looked good too. 
Yeah. Well, I was talking more about the poison, but yeah, the the bubbles. Oh, the, the poison. Yeah. 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 Anyway, right. time poison seven. A uh, modern version of it in Gross Point Blank. Yep. Which is also cool. Alex, number seven. Uh, my number seven is <laughs> uh, the the, uh, the Vulcan face. I mean, I really, uh, you know, our lists, we try to list the seven most memorable things, and I like to go the things that I like the least at number seven, but I can't decide with this one if it's number one or number seven. Oh, I decided, I, thought, I decided very easily on this one. <laughs> so I put it at the bottom of my list, but I figured we would have a big discussion of it after we're done with all of our lists. Mm-hmm. So I'll leave the conversation till then. Yeah, I got, I got a lot to say about it. <laughs> All right. Yeah, I have questions. All right. Um, It's so good. It's terrible. All right. My number seven is the the couch fight. I've seen Jackie Chan fight with a jacket. I've never seen anyone fight with a couch. Just pick it up and start stabbing people with a couch. I I love that. That that. That was easily the best fight in the movie. Mm -hmm. It's fucking interesting. I'll tell you that. I'm like, he's fighting with a couch as a weapon. Like even even the way that that fight is shot, like they they're doing some like, uh, like not, not steady cam, but <laughs> they 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 were doing like a handheld camera, like yeah, for, the board, yeah. but not so nauseating. Yeah, and it was, it was brutal. Like Bong's just trying to beat him off. No, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> just like anything he can get his hands on. You know. Uh-huh. All right, mm-hmm. uh, number six, Scott. Six is the the beginning of the fake death. I thought that was again cool um, mm-hmm. and plausible for you know within the the Bond universe logic. Yeah, um, you could easily trap somebody in in one of those things if you rigged it up right with hydraulics yeah. and stuff. Yeah, yeah, just just the the whole process of uh, like getting picked up on, on the submarine and uh, I did I did like how he he asked for permission to come on board. <laughs> permission granted yeah let's see what he's in there you know what in that scene i noticed that <laughs> this is one of the alex things but i never noticed this before but the guy taking off the, the zipper off his face and everything his nails were like jet black that guy must have been like a real sailor <laughs> like all of his i remember that because my grandfather had black nails like that too from just working all day so it's like man that guy's a real yeoman <laughs> he really was real young. So yeah, just I, I like the the whole plan to do it, and it goes by real fast too, which is which is nice. Um, mm-hmm. And we we I don't know how much they mentioned it before this, but like the Bond does have like he's officially a commander in the uh, in the British Navy, oh, the Royal Navy, yeah, yeah, the Royal Navy. Um, so yeah, number six is yeah. the big death. Before we move away from that, it this scene <laughs> went, always reminds me of a Batman TV show episode, it's Batman 66, where Robin and Batman were hung up behind like a shooting gallery at a carnival, but like one of the villains replaced the, instead of BBs, they were shooting like real rifle rounds and the guests were unsure, or it was one of the villains like shooting the targets. No, it was one of the guests, it's like uh, whoever like... For prime reasons. Like, oh, we'll let innocent bystanders kill Batman and Robin with real bullets. We'll switch out the guns. But (laughs) I remember that all they had to do was pull up their feet up to the canvas because they had bulletproof soles on their bottom of their shoes. (laughs) (laughs) And that's what saved their lives. 
So I'm like, oh, Bond must have had like a bulletproof like uh, back thing. That's how he survived. There you go. <laughs> it always reminds me of that. Yeah. <laughs> Anywho. All right. Oh, where are we at? Alex number six or my number six? Your six. My six. Um, six is good. Yeah, that rocket landing took fucking forever. <laughs> and yeah. uh, but I will say, take that SpaceX. That thing landed back on its feet in the sixties. So that, that's that might yeah. be the most implausible thing in this entire movie that they. <laughs> but so. They had, came out before even landing on the moon, yeah, too. So, so, you know, we mentioned Austin Powers. You know, that was a big joke in Austin Powers that that he's, like, that number two's taking everything legitimate and, like, they don't actually need to do crime anymore. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they're still evil, but just not, like, they're legally evil. Uh, lawful evil at that point. But uh, if you had the technology to land a rocket like that, like, pretty sure you're, you're, you're already well on your way to world domination without having to, to cause World War Three. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But my God, those special effects. I know, I mean, it was this is 10 years before Star Wars. I'll give them credit, whatever they're doing. But this was like some Star Trek, the motion picture bullshit. Or, <laughs> or 2001. It's just like, let's just look at these special effects for minutes. <laughs> Get over it. Yeah. So They're really anyway. in space. I think I just, they really went to space. Just the way it landed. Basically what they just <laughs> did with SpaceX last year for the first time ever. So there you go. Mm-hmm. Uh, where are we at? Uh, Scott, number Alex, Alex, number six. See, you were supposed to go before that. You go before that. Oh, that's why I, I don't asked. know. I thought you did your uh, six. No, I have not done my six. Oh, my bad. Anyways, um, <laughs> after Bond catches the guy, right, that stabbed what's his face with the with the one leg, uh-huh. right? He switch he w- switches shoes because he didn't have shoes inside the house. Right, so he gets those shoes, and he's got a great suit with a white shirt and a black tie on it. Right, so he goes over. The, he has the awesome fight with the Rock's granddad. He gets the stuff out of the safe, and when he started running out of the building, I started cackling because he looked exact, almost exactly like Pee Wee Herman <laughs> running out of somewhere <laughs> with the gray suit. <laughs> <laughs> and the tie in the shoes with the with the black tips yeah, and the white. Yeah, he's got <laughs> <laughs> well, they just give us like, wow, he looks just like Pee Wee Herman. I'd never noticed that before. <laughs> well, that was great. Yeah, well, that's like the movie of Pee Wee Herman. <laughs> that's right. At the very I know end, you right? are. Yeah, paging Mister Herman, Mister Herman. <laughs> All right, so now we're on to Alex. Or sorry, Scott, number five. Number five yeah. is the the helicopter dogfight. Uh, it kind of kind of goes back to the the twine poison thing. Oh yeah, like I don't like there'd been dogfights before because there've been all those those World War Two movies and things like that, uh, but never with helicopters before. Yeah, uh, um, and you know they're obviously this is like <laughs> first gen helicopters. You know they. That had, you know, air fight capabilities. I guess. Uh, mm-hmm. it, the the little Nelly that that he's flying around on. Little that, Nelly. That looks super cool, actually. <laughs> yeah, the gyrocopter and, and, is the official and, term. And, and the the coolness is completely is. negated by the ridiculous helmet he's wearing the entire time. <laughs> he's got that oversized cowboy hat. Yeah, <laughs> the it looks, looks so <laughs> goofy. Uh, 
But yeah, just an idea that they're they're having this this dogfight with with helicopters. Um, I, I don't know something that felt uh, I don't know, nostalgic, but fresh about it. Like I, I'm definitely not an expert on how many movies have had helicopter versus helicopter fights. Uh, but yeah, I'm pretty sure it was only Airwolf. Was, was this, <laughs> there, there was a movie. There was a movie with Nick Cage and Tommy Lee Jones. I forget the name of that one. Uh, Thunderbirds. Uh, Under Siege it, Two. <laughs> uh, oh man, how good would Under Siege Two have been if they'd replaced, or if Nick Cage was the villain? No. Anyway, uh, his helicopter dogfight went on a little too long, uh, and then it, it point, all it, the gadgets first. Yeah. It, yeah. It, it, it turned into you know I mentioned Thunderbirds the Nick Cage movie, but it turned into like the actual like. Thunderbirds when the helicopters blew up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Jeff's, Jeff talked about special effects now looking good. That was probably the weakest part. Um, yes. Other than maybe like strongest part. the lava coming down at the end. But, uh, some were better, <laughs> some were yeah, better than others. Love, the compositing. But, well, the, the set of them on top of the retractable roof is probably the worst thing in the... <laughs> that looked like... Spongy so, rock? Yeah, yeah, it looks so Jesus bad. Age. Uh, but uh, honorable mention on that one. <laughs> but yeah, the, I, I I don't know what else to say. The helicopter dogfight was I, I I did think it was cool. I, I I remember going into this thinking like, oh yeah, this part's gonna drag on, and I actually enjoyed it. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, now Alex number five. My number five is the uh, couch fight. <laughs> that was awesome. It's like all the all the moves are you know. There's nothing like kung fu or or. Uh, razzle dazzle about it. It was just a, a straight up fight <laughs> with couches and swords and everything. It had everything. It was great. Yeah, totally agree. Yeah. And, he, and he gets the drink afterwards, which is like the ultimate Bond thing to do. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and there's no way Bond could have dragged that body into that little closet. <laughs> there's no way. Does he even do his martini in this? I know he gets his sake. He, t- he doesn't. Like Why they do actually, you? the the one guy. This is like an in joke. Yeah, was it Walter or what's his face? Yeah, what's his name Hertzfeld. Hertzfeld. Uh, it was Henderson. Henderson. Yeah. Harry gives gives him the the, the martini stirred, not shaken. <laughs> Russian vodka. I so since we're just real quick talking about the alcohol. Um, it, it almost made my list, uh, and it could have been anywhere on it, but this movie is worth the price of admission to hear uh, Sean Connery go, oh no, I like sake. <laughs> Especially when it's served at room te- at appropriate temperature. Like sake. Like, and, <laughs> like sake. Sake. Uh, <laughs> and at the beginning of the movie, they go out of their way to say that he has a degree in Oriental Languages. Which, I, I don't even know what speak the, a lick of Japanese. I don't even know what the fuck that means, like Oriental languages. Because <laughs> he's but, a Top Gun actor. Yeah. It's uh, anyway. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> I, had, I had to mention the Saki. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, my number five is what happened to her clothes? <laughs> that okay, poor girl. Well, first of all, she—I don't know—they go on the boat and she's not, not wearing anything but her underwear or some kind of a skimpy bathing like, I was confused in this movie—is like what is supposed to be lingerie and what is supposed to be bikinis. Yeah, I think it's this weird like blending of the two. Well, it's the sixties. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, okay, it's a Bond <laughs> movie, whatever. This girl's naked, whatever. 
she's running around the whole time in the volcano. And then when she gets separated and she's don't she has clothes again. And then when the when Blowfield like hits the time bomb or whatever and they're running out, now she has no clothes on again and she runs jumps into the water. Like her clothes yep. are well, you can't swim off. with clothes on. Yeah, she had to take him off for her extra mobility check. Yeah. Oh, God. I was, I was a strong I felt, I felt so bad for her character. Like, <laughs> she had to run all the way up the goddamn mountain, like, in whatever those shoes, like, barely wearing shoes. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, and then she had to swim all the way back. <laughs> she had to run all the way back down. Swim all the way back. Like, it was absolutely ridiculous. Dodging right? bullocks. Like she, what yeah. she did was superhuman. It was, it was like, uh, yeah, she's the real superhero. Like, spoilers. It was, it was very much uh, like uh, Rings of Power. So. Oh and, yeah, and she's more an importantly, elf. her resisting his charm for most of the movie. Charm, charm, mm-hmm. business. God. All right, um, that won't be needing these oysters. God. <laughs> Uh, I've got number four. I did like the industry joke. Uh, So my number four, uh, as you guys already mentioned, the the fight with the getaway driver goon. Uh, I just just really liked that fight. Like I was expecting like a lot of the crap at the end. Um, And so it was, was, again, cool just to see, yeah, not a lot of like the judo chops or anything. It's just this kind of down and dirty like thing and and I think it was cool about like that so well, my idea he yeah, like the like the physical aspect like he's like looks intimidating but he's not like that typical Vaughn like villain like the guy at the end where he just like shrugs off punches to the face and chest and whatever like yeah like that's not very interesting like maybe the first couple of times we saw that in movies but mm-hmm. um you know so this this guy's actually like you know Taking a beating too, uh, yeah. Just, just again, I, I really like that whole sequence. Okay, yeah. Alex, number four. My number four is I really love the uh, set design and the I I already like the '60s like aesthetic in movies where it's it's just like the artwork, the graphic design, all the paintings, the neon, and everything was great. But add a you know set in Japan. I don't know. It makes it a lot more interesting, a little bit cooler. So I like I like the whole look of all the sets and everything, especially when they were like in modern sixties Japan. Yeah, I did. I did really like the uh, like the interiors of everything. Like other mm-hmm. than like well, some of the volcano stuff is ridiculous, but the like <laughs> like it felt like the it tiger's felt, office. Yeah, like there there's this blending of of Japanese and and Western that doesn't feel. I don't know, like out of place. It doesn't it doesn't feel like it's condescending. Like the whole time, like they make Japan look cool, which which yeah. I, I think uh, serves the movie well. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, like I, I agree with you basically. Alex. Yeah. Oh, thank you. <laughs> All right, uh, my number four is Super Fun Happy Slide. Uh, <laughs> yeah, speaking like of Tanaka's that. office. <laughs> Yeah, when he fell down, I think it was, oh, man, that's awesome. I think that's right when Laura walked in and she saw that. She's <laughs> like, what the hell? But I don't know, just, that was cool. You got the, this trap door with a nice slide. I would just always go down that trap door. Mm-hmm. That's why that's Aki it. was smiling. He's like, oh, you're in for a good time. Yeah. All right, this is Scott number three. Okay. Uh, 
So, yeah, I mentioned before certain things that, that I didn't think of the, the same way the last time I saw this. I laughed out loud when, uh, right after Tiger's like, like, oh, I'm better than commandos, whatever. Like, I have ninjas. And then you see this horde of dudes, like, running towards the camera. And then there's this montage of, in, in my notes, I have showing off all the mall ninja shit. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, so, yeah some of it's cool like some some of it uh like get wholly unnecessary but still cool uh like the the guy doing the 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 one guy that's like the sword master yeah um like all the shit he's doing is awesome but like yeah the, it's pointless <laughs> uh them, them like throwing the the ninja stars. Uh, mm-hmm. I wish there'd been some nunchaku in this, but you know what? What are you gonna do? Uh, now, yeah, that's interesting. Are nunchaku uh, Japanese or Chinese? I don't know. I honestly don't. Yeah, know. I honestly don't know. But um, yeah, them them doing all the the, the breaking board. Like at that point, they're just doing like generic like like here's martial arts. Stuff. Yeah, martial arts demonstration. Like I, I wonder. If, like, any of the stuff coming out of, like, Hong Kong um, influenced what was going on in this book. This is 1967. So, like, the big Shaw Brothers stuff is still, like, the most famous of the Kung Fu stuff I don't think is out yet. Um, yeah, it started in, like, the 70s, right? Yeah, I'm not, I'm not entirely sure on those those timelines. But, I mean, like, that stuff existed. So I wonder, like, if, hmm. if somebody... And, and obviously, like... You know, British filmmakers. You know, they they have a line in on in Hong Kong at this point in time in history. Um, but uh, I I have a theory, but I'll, we'll get to it when we get to our number one slash sevens. <laughs> okay, <laughs> but I have uh, a theory. But anyways, yeah, I, I I laughed out loud when they they're all running at the camera. Like some of the stuff is it's it's just so funny. Like when you compare that with my number four with like that fight where things like contained and tense and it's it's shot well, and then. The director's like, yeah, we're just gonna bunch of dudes scream and run at the camera, like, <laughs> just just like this point. They're like, we 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 already blew our creative load early on as far as like making good stuff, so we'll just have a bunch of dudes running the camera. <laughs> so that's my number three. Yeah, it's in my uh, honorable mentions, but yeah, Tanaka describes them as uh, stealthy, silent assassins, and everybody's screaming at the top of the lungs. Ah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like, uh... <laughs> you might want to check your notes, there, Tiger. They kind of are the worst ninjas ever. They really, yeah. <laughs> By definition of ninja. But uh, anyway. Yeah. Alex, number three. My number three is the helicopter dogfight. Uh, maybe it's because uh, last night, before we watched this movie, I was watching uh, Godzilla versus Megalon <laughs> with the boys. Which is, by the way, you know that gif of Godzilla flying feet first, completely horizontal? <laughs> Over the over the ground, have you guys seen that gif? No. Uh, well, it's from that movie, and it's fantastic. <laughs> Even <laughs> see it with context, it's ridiculous. So I recommend that movie wholeheartedly. Uh, but yeah, seeing the effects from that movie and then seeing them from You Only Live Twice is a step up. <laughs> um, Still corny, but I loved it. I love the whole concept of helicopter dogfight. And uh, yes, Scott. Uh, just because you you brought up Godzilla, just real quick, um, mm-hmm. I just want to mention this this video that I was making the rounds on Reddit. 
Um, it's the most adorable goddamn thing I've ever seen. The, this actress, uh, Rie Ota, um, who, who got in some of the kaiju suits. Um, and, you know, it was like one of the actors for that for, for some of those, I don't know which movies exactly. But there's like footage of her like acting on set. So not the stuff that actually, you know, was, was filmed for the movie. And, you know, in order to stay in character, she's like growling as, as like these monsters. But she's like oh, this, this, this tiny Japanese woman. <laughs> and like you see, so she's like moving around and it looks cool. Like, you know, I always appreciate like the puppet, puppet work. Um, you know, and, or, or working these costumes, and you see like the mouth open on the monster. It's just like, Rarrr. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. Yeah, the, to see. So again, if anybody wants to, just look it up. Rie Ota, R I E O T A. Yeah, it's 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 it, it'll make you smile. Yeah, helicopter dogfight. Awesome. I loved it. Okay, well that's my number three as well. You guys have pretty much said everything. Although I found it pretty hokey. Um, I, one thing, this yeah. is the most technical, that's little, what you call the shinny, the shiny, the sherry, what is it? The little copter? Oh, Nelly? Nelly, Jesus. But it still had like the old label maker stuff above everything. Come on. <laughs> put some, yeah. Put some digital displays on that bad boy. Um, I mean, they, they had to assume Bond would be drunk, so... Easy identifiable. <laughs> Easy to read. Didn't, didn't yeah, want to actually drop the password to remember for you. When you meant to use the flamethrower. Yeah. yeah. I mean, but what's stupid is that they they reveal that thing, and it's still like like a band has come into play. There's like 18 giant boxes of equipment yeah. to assemble the things. Like I don't know, it's not too subtle. Um, and then I don't know if he was supposed to be stealth. Fully looking around the island, yeah. <laughs> they made so much it's noise. It's <laughs> yellow yeah. gyrocopter, and it's like yellow too, right? Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's, there's, everybody's gonna notice that thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, mm-hmm. it's funny. Um, and the I fight, guess it was yeah. it was small, so maybe it would it would appear yeah. smaller on radar. Yeah. But yeah, I, I like the scene where he's flying. He sees the shadows, and that's how he knows in the fight. That was cool. Very some Top Gun esque moments there. And I guess I'll give it credit. It was twenty years before Top Gun came out, um, so it was still hokey at the same time. But. Somebody, i.e., Alex, mm-hmm. should should redo that scene, but instead of the Bond music, it should just have Highway to the Danger Zone. <laughs> I'm in. <laughs> we'll post it on our YouTube channel. There you go. Um, but yeah, I just I like the fact that he had to use all his gadgets before it was over. <laughs> yeah. um, mm-hmm. There it is, the helicopter there fight. We've already said enough about it. So, Ale- or, sorry, Scott, number two. All right. Number two is the volcano lair and Blofeld. Like, like simultaneously, like, the, the best and worst parts of this movie. <laughs> like... It's I, I like that they they're taking a big swing with this volcano layer thing, mm-hmm. but it it undercuts like any like like Jeff was asking like should we take this movie seriously? By the time the, <laughs> the answer is no. By the time the rocket reverse lands into the volcano, the answer is a solid no. <laughs> so um, yeah. I like the like as a kid like can you leave anything cooler. 
when like layers, right? Like secret layers, uh, whether it was the heroes mm-hmm. or the villains. Uh, All right, spoiler alert. My number one is I want a hidden base with rides. This is badass. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I want rails Ayn, everywhere. I want an iron rail in, in my secret layer. So it's not just for kids, Scott. I definitely okay, want a yeah, monorail right. so, and the yeah, people mover and that. everything moving through my hidden right. base. Right, so, so again, I love the concept, but just an execution. It's like... And I, like, I really want to know, like at this point, what is like Spectre's kind of like like ethos here? Because the like we get it, like world domination or chaos or whatever. But like, it's clear that they have just like unlimited resources, right? <laughs> and they're just coming up with the most elaborately expensive bullshit that they could possibly come up with, like. Launching a rocket, let alone all the other shit they're doing, is like <laughs> it's astrono- yeah. like like no pun intended. It's astronomical, uh, yeah. astronomical. Yeah. So yeah. And, anyway, um, and, and side note, um, I'm I'm pretty sure like they they never they never address this. Like, I'm pretty sure they would notice a rocket taking off just about anywhere on Earth, even in 1967. Like yes, oh yeah, <laughs> somebody somebody would notice that. Like... No, they had radar jammers. Uh, See, okay. Uh, yeah, okay. turn on radar jammers. That's, oh, that's what. Oh, right. I, I but how jammers. would they know to block their radar, jam their radar, hmm. unless they knew we were coming? Pull up, it's a trap. <laughs> oh crap! It. Pull up, like, what's Jeff up to? What are you talking about, man? <laughs> Yeah, I, I, I. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I had to bring Star Wars into it. And also, mm-hmm. like, I, I, I did mention Blofeld. But yeah, he's fucking ridiculous. <laughs> yes. Why doesn't Bond like this? This drives me nuts. Like in, the, in these movies, like, uh, why doesn't Bond ever headbutt anybody? Like, you get a headbutt. Number his eleven would come off. Number eleven. This <laughs> is too. Yes. I don't know much first two, but uh, yeah, he could have headbutted Blofeld. He could have headbutted the woman who was like going to torture him. Like, it's just the thing in those movies where you're supposed to behave. Mm-hmm. Anyway, anyways, all right, Alex, number two. My number two is the music. I forgot how cool the original score for Bond movies are, especially the ones in the '60s. Uh, it was just awesome. It's one of the things I love about The Incredibles, both Incredibles films. Uh, it, and actually, it's one of the things I love about the Austin Powers films, too. It's just, they have that retro feel in those movies because they heavily reference, of course, the the early 60s Bond. Like the stingers, all the, when they're sneaking, you know, the flute solos. Ah, it's it's great. I love I love the original score. I, I totally agree. Uh, I, I like the opening song for this too that's one of my favorite of the, of the Bond movies or the You Only Live mm-hmm. Twice Nancy Snatcher right? yeah there right. it is alright uh, my number two is you guys already talked about it but it was more the intro into it when he says do you have commandos <laughs> I have ninjas <laughs> <laughs> well, of course you do that's just gonna make this movie better and then I was disappointed the ninjas were kind of lame but when that response, I did a spit take. <laughs> I have ninjas. <laughs> yes. It, it, it was funny because to, to that point, I, I kept thinking to myself, like, wow, they're, they're like, 
this is oddly like respectful of like another culture like the like, the Japanese people in this movie are like equally the villains and the heroes the tiger character is like a mix between like M and James Bond um they're like at no point are they like does it does it feel like they're they're like putting it down like even like like not even like feeling like any of the 60s like racism and then all of a sudden it's like we have ninjas <laughs> yeah it's, what's funny is because I wanted to quote that, but of course you are. But of course you are. It's like the same Sean Connery thing from The Rock. Yeah. But of course you do. Of course you do. Um, yeah, and then he's like, well, you have to become a ninja. You have to become Japanese and marry somebody. Yeah, I'll get to that in a minute. I'll get to that in a Yeah, I know. We'll get to that later. Um, but yeah, just I have ninjas cracked me up. So number one, Scott. My number one is the Japanifanic. Japanification? How did I write this down? <laughs> mm-hmm. And 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 hunching over, like so. <laughs> I, I didn't notice that. I can't, like <laughs> this is so because he's supposed to be shorter. Bonkers, like ridiculous. <laughs> like this, this is stone cold Viking funeral level <laughs> of like of a, a ludicrous speed. Yeah, this ludicrous. <laughs> like I, I just. It's it's so over the top that like I don't even know if it's like racist. This, like I can't, I can't. I mean, yes, it is, but like, like how bad is it really? Because <laughs> like, it's so, just so ridiculous. Like and and like and Jeff, do you remember when you asked if we should take this movie seriously? <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. Uh, like there's nope. There's there's no way like anybody would think that he was Japanese. Like, from a mile off in a helicopter, they wouldn't think he was Japanese. Like, <laughs> so, they, they put on the black tube. They, 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 they stretch his eyes out a little bit. Black, black tube, put, Blake put, put, Yeah, put on, yeah, they, they put on some, some shoe black over his eyebrows and like, call it a day. Jeebus, they and shave then, his body hair. Yeah. I don't, I don't think they did that. But they, uh, yeah, didn't they? Weren't they? And then he said, like, yeah, I thought laughing. you only have to shave the parts that are visible or oh, something. Oh, that part, like yeah. That. And the girls giggle. Yeah, that, that's true. Yeah. They're, they're doing the whole, uh, like, Team America. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, just... And then, yeah, then he puts on the, the like, the ceremonial, like, garb. And then his idea of acting Japanese is hunching over. Right? <laughs> like... There were, there were no other notes. Like, he couldn't come up with anything else. Just like, I'm going to hunch over. Because that'll make he's me look more be, Japanese. He's supposed to be short. That's I, I, I don't. I guess that was... He's Japanese. The thing. Um, sorry, sorry, speaking of the height, the only thing worse is when he put on the, the astronaut suit. Just happened to fit him. And he was like two feet taller than the original Yeah, astronaut. I was thinking about that too. <laughs> like, Bullfeld's going to... This guy can calm out him because he's too tall. I was like, nope, there's yeah. some weird nope. shit about how it's he wouldn't carry his egg. Yeah. yeah. A real astronaut would not carry his egg. The fact that his ankles are sticking out of the spacesuit yeah. wasn't a giveaway. <laughs> like, he's, like he's got bare midriff because yeah. it's so short. Yeah, it's, you couldn't uh, tell, but he was hunching uh, over when he put the suit on. That's why it fits Oh, it's practicing, been practicing as a ninja. So he's yeah. able to... <laughs> you damn right. Oh, it's so up his ass, you can see his crack and his... He's smuggling plums into fucking space. <laughs> so, so yeah, he's he's pretending to, to be Japanese. Uh, oh, they, like, even more baffling than, like, why 
they would think anybody thought he looked Japanese was just why they had to go through it to through with it to begin with. Like, I, I, I guess to sneak him onto that island, but like throw him in a crate. Like, <laughs> doesn't, yeah. there's so many easy ways. It and then make any sense. they're like they're gonna train him, train him to be a ninja, which. To to his credit, he does kill a dude with a throwing star. So it was all that training <laughs> well, was something was that completely wouldn't useless. actually kill that person. But like whatever. I did, I did laugh when he puts on his ninja suit on the way in too, because it's like I I you know they're fully committed to this <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. the whole way through. Um, ninja, yeah, it's just, cups. yeah, it, it, it it's so ridiculous um that that it makes me not like cringe like i guess i guess maybe that's the best way of putting it like i i I didn't cringe at it because it was just so like way 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 over the top and you know everybody and in the movie everybody's just supposed to buy it like like, it's different than like like the breakfast at tiffany's where it's like oh Oh, that's a japanese person yeah yeah. this is like oh we're gonna make this white guy like this very white guy try to look Japanese. Like it, it's um, arigato, arigato. So yeah, there we have it. And then he has to get married for some reason. Yeah, yeah. She looks like a pig. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I almost made my list. The, the poor Aki dies, and he's like, "Well, back to work." <laughs> yeah, seriously, no morning for Aki. I guess, like, like well, again, that's like a Bond thing, but Jesus. give me another like, one. Yeah, at least, on the next at least girl. wait a scene for Christ's sake. <laughs> I'll take that yeah. one. He was training. Yeah. What about that one? It's literally like when Uncle Owen when the red, uh, the red five blows up. Ah, whatever. Give me that one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> See? Star Wars. Mm-hmm. Alex, number one. Number one is Blofeld. Mostly because <laughs> uh, Austin Powers. Uh, hung its villain on a parody of Blofeld, which is uh, Dr. Evil. And Donald Pleasance looked cool, too. Yeah, I never knew Donald Pleasance played that character. I only know him from Michael Myers. Like, a different actor would play him in, what was it, Thunderball? Yes. But uh, anyway. In in a lot of different movies. I want to say that even Renfield, what's-his-face, was later played... Blofeld in like some of the other movies. Am I wrong on that one? Because he looked familiar. I was like, oh, I thought this was going to be a bad guy, but I think that's because he was Blofeld in a later Bond movie. Which which guy? The guy that gets stabbed with the wooden leg. I I don't know about that. That guy looked very much like uh, Grandmeister. Uh, Pycelle. Is it Pycelle? Yeah, Pycelle. Yeah. Um, the, the mm. bad guy from Last Crusade. Uh, but, uh, anyway, yeah, I think that's probably so. Oh, uh, yeah, not. It's not. I know it's, it's not, not that guy, Wars but it guy. looks like him. Yeah, yeah, he was like that's right. Yeah, he was it in Star Wars too. Once again, Star Wars. He's the guy who's driving the at at uh, Admiral Veers. Which, if I'm right, an admiral, not, I'm not like not in not in the Bond movie though. No, 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 no. no, 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 no yeah. Pycelle. Anyway. Okay. <laughs> well, Anyways. Jeff's, yep. Jeff's number one. Uh, my number one, where I, I mentioned it, was the I Want a Hidden Base with Rides. That was awesome. 
the monorail and this people mover and everything. I thought that was pretty cool. That's that thing looks so rickety. Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> I bet mm-hmm. they had to like repair that thing. Like, I mean, it looks like we were to make a hidden base. <laughs> like, All God, right. before somebody yeah. got hurt, like, there's no way people didn't get hurt. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> feeling that thing. Okay, uh, before we get on to honorable mentions, I just I have the list of Bond movies here. This was number five. Yeah. Shit. So it's still pretty early on. Yeah, Doctor No, From Russia with Love, Goldfinger, Thunderball, You Only Live Twice, Honor Majesty's Secret Service, Diamonds Are Forever, Live and Let Die, Man with the Golden Gun, The Spy Who Loved Me, Moonraker, For Your Eyes Only, Octopus, Never Say Never Again, A View to a Kill, Living Daylights, License to Kill, Golden Eye, Toronto Never Nice, The World Is Enough, Die Another Day, Casino Royale, Quantum of Solid, Skyfall, Spectre, No Time to Die. It's a lot of movies. of movies, and yeah. like there's this like the other Casino Royale too, technically. Yeah, <laughs> the parody that came out in um, close to this one. With, it was still in the '60s with Woody Woody Allen. So I I am in, interested to see like you know who's going to be the next Bond, and if they decide they need to change things up again because mm-hmm. obviously like Daniel Craig at least started off like. As a, as a kind of a, a layer cake, like a rebuke, I guess of the the. Uh, I love Casino Royale. I did not really like any of the Pierce Brosnan ones. Yeah, yeah. this like the, the, the Pierce Brosnans were always kind of a like a like a line between the Roger Moore and Connery ones. Yeah, and then they just got absolutely ridiculous toward the end. But yes, they uh, did. Was that chainsaw Iron. helicopter? We did Gold. Yeah, yeah, we did yeah, fairly right. recently. Actually. Yeah. yeah, I think that's the only other one we've done, right? Maybe we've done Casino Royale. Maybe I don't know. Anyway, uh, time for honorable mentions. I had a bunch. Uh, the line, "Welcome to Japan." Men come before women. Here. Yeah, the, oh yeah. Um, the, yeah. Uh, honorable mention the the. The the rampant misogyny, right? Yes. The, maybe maybe we, there, there could be like there, there, okay. If I'm being honest, it's not really an argument, but there could be an argument about like how racist this movie is, at least toward the end. There's no argument about the misogyny. Oh, no. No. Yeah. <laughs> like we just say, he loses one. And just give me another. Yeah. Um, can... When the nin- when the ninjas are training, he's like, "You'd be more interested in this <laughs> rocket guns." <laughs> Yes, we have ninjas and rocket guns. And he just flew a little <laughs> helicopter. Mm-hmm. Uh, early on in the movie, when it was he was doing tons of point blank gun kills. Like most gunfights, don't have the guys shooting each other at point blank range all the time, unless it was like Keanu in that one. <laughs> nice. Equilibrium, bro. Or equilibrium too. Yeah, he's almost doing some gun kata in this thing. Um, and then there's I have drive by attempt. I don't even remember. I think. Well, when he's escaping and they're in the driveway. Yeah, he's right in the driveway of the company that he's leaving. It's like, I think people are going to suspect something. Yeah, it was like a Tommy gun sticking out. I'll get you, yeah. man. Yeah. Get down. Oh. That sports car was really cool, by the way. Of course. It's a, it's a yeah. James Bond movie. I know, it's a James Bond movie, but it was cool. Interesting, he, this, this is like the only Bond movie where he doesn't drive anything. Like, Yes, he pilots the Nelly, but he never drives a car. He drove the ladies away. Oh, yeah, he did. Hey, yo. Any honorable mentions from you guys? 
uh, I I like that they showcased sumo wrestling like for real. Like they didn't mm-hmm. they didn't try to make it look weird or anything. It's just the only like weirdness you get is that like Bond's not into it. Uh, but um, <laughs> yeah, dude, that scene. Did you guys remember? I think that's God was a Boba Fett or Mandalorian. Where there's the Gamorrean guards are fight. There's like a big arena. It was set up just like that. I wonder if they were stealing it because they kind oh. of set it up just like that. Yeah, I think it was the Mando season two. Yeah, and he sits down and they start talking and then like they just instantly leave or something like that. It was almost the same. I bet they took some shots from yeah. their purpose as an homage because it felt very semi solid. I'm like, oh, that's mm. like something. And it took me a while. Yeah. So I like that they make fun of his chest hair like a couple times. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> So again, we we talked about Austin Power not really like up in the ante at all. It just <laughs> did it again. Yeah, uh, it's just a straight up Bond movie yeah, yeah. from the sixties. Yeah, um, the the car magnet was awesome. The, the helicopter. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, give him the usual reception. Um, I like how they subtly shat on the Russians in this one. The Ruskies. Like so, so they they show the the Americans in their uh, mission control center, and they show the Russians. And when they show the radar that the Russians looking at, it's like all cracked. <laughs> like, they, <laughs> like they can't afford yeah. like the U.S. The, the Soviets can't afford uh, like an uncracked radar screen mission control. Um, well, well not in the sixties. Yeah, yeah, not in the sixties. <laughs> um, we, we we did mention the oyster joke. Um, it did drive me nuts when the helicopter. So they they had uh, Chekhov's helicopter pad inside of the volcano. <laughs> finally got used, and yeah. it landed way off center. <laughs> that bugged the <laughs> shit out of me. Like, I guess they're just well, like, we're not doing another take of this. Like it landed, yeah, everybody's expensive. alive. We're moving on. Yeah. Like, <laughs> and then finally, I think backwards smoke in this movie and water. They had lots of reverse shots in yeah. this movie. That yeah, they did not yeah, hide well. Yeah, there's a few of those. Um, the uh, they fired the blank. They they scare the shit out of the cat. I don't know if you noticed that. Because the cat like bolts in, between in the, the henchman's the legs. Hmm? Oh, Blofeld's cat. Yeah. So like I didn't notice that he does the super evil thing where he totally just killed Bond, but instead he kills like, the guy for failing him. Like, oh yeah. <laughs> and then the cat freaks out. Like you see it run between the henchman's legs. Oh, um, I didn't catch that. So I thought the, poor that was yeah, poor, poor guy. Uh, and uh, yeah, I think that's that's all my stuff. All right, time for the main event here. Um, I can't believe you guys didn't mention the uh, photo analysis with the tiger in the boat. I love that. Well, first of all, I love that when they zoomed into the camera, they still left everything blurry. They didn't quote unquote enhance it. But every time Bond would ask, it's like, oh, could we could we move the uh, shot over to the left? Move the shot to the left! <laughs> uh, could we zoom in on here? Zoom in here! I it's don't... Genius age! I, I don't, Alex, you know what? I might have, like, that might not have an impact on me because I was so bothered by how close they were sitting together <laughs> where there was no reason for it other than just to yeah. get them in the same shot. Well, I mean... Like there was other space. Yeah, like there was like (laughs) there there was more bench room. (laughs) They just like needed them in the same same seats. They like had them practically sitting on top of each other. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Anyways, uh, my next thing was that 
any of the, the the misogyny is so rampant, it's so obvious that any of the soaping up girls could have easily been a spy that they could have planted <laughs> within Tiger's organization. Like, why did Inspector do this? You bunch of idiots. Uh, let's see. We already mentioned the poison string. Uh, no morning for Aki. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> for me, for the volcano. That's like the name of a song, though. Yeah. No morning, no morning for, for Aki. Aki. Uh, <laughs> they climb up the mountain for the volcano. The Bond and the new girl. What's her pig face? And they go down there. <laughs> they, don't, they, they, they never give her name in the movie, which is bullshit. So like, yeah, it is. Bullshit. And the credits. Her name is Kissy Suzuki. Okay, so Kissy and Bond go up there, and uh, <laughs> when they get to the edge of the quote-unquote water, you can tell it's metal. It's metal. It's not water, and yet Bond goes, oh, it looks pretty deep. <laughs> you can see, like, the texture. It's like water doesn't, even when it's standing still, water doesn't do that. <laughs> and he throws a rock, and it's just being clanky. He's like, oh, it's metal. It's like, no shit. Oh, that cracked me yeah, up. Like, the volcanic rock was squishing underneath all the ninjas running up there and stuff, so. Yeah, well, that, but, yeah, the water really got me. It's like, are you fucking kidding me? But, besides all that, my big theory with this whole uh, movie, pretty much, is uh, one of the things in Japanese culture that I don't know if a lot of people know, but they actually uh, encourage the spread of Japanese culture into other cultures. So they're really big on, you know, oh, you you know, this, the U.S. wants to import a lot of kimonos? Yeah, here, go ahead. We'll give you the plans. We'll do make it, whatever. So uh, anything that represents the Japanese culture in and, and spreads it, widespreads it in a positive way uh they like it they they they're pretty big on it i think they still are they like uh, it if i'm not mistaken yeah so <laughs> i think that's the basis for why there's a lot of just gratuitous japanese culture things in this movie not just because it was set in tokyo and in different you know japanese regions it was filmed a lot of it was filmed there and in the legendary pinewood studios but I did notice in the credits that they did have some Japanese advisors on the crew. So I'm wondering if that was for the wedding ceremony, the uh, the sumo wrestling, uh, the fishing, the martial arts, all that stuff. So that's that's my big theory about why. And even <laughs> turning James Bond into a Japanese person. Um, I thought they were gonna do some actual like, yeah. oh shit! Did I forget this? Did I remember this movie wrong? Are they gonna like actually surgically change Bond's face to be more Japanese? No, they're just putting plastic shit on his. On I think his I think maybe the only saving grace is he like never tries to do an accent. Yes, I think maybe maybe, maybe that's why it's not cringy because of like he still just talks the same. <laughs> yes. And he looks like a white guy. Yeah, yeah. So, like I said, I called it. I called it. I call it Vulcan face because he looks like Spock. Vulcan face. Yeah. yeah. When you said that, that's what exactly what he looked. Or Spock's dad. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Spock's dad. Forgot his name was. Uh, Mister Spock was my father. The uh, oh yeah one one last honorable mention for that was the the boat building chase. Oh, that was pretty cool. Like. When he's running on the rooftops, like oh yeah, that was a nice helicopter shot. Yeah, there, there was some cool yeah. stuff going on there. Um, something that that's that's worth mentioning. Mm-hmm. 
But that's it. That's all I get. Oh, all right. Let's rate it. As usual, we rate on a scale of sure. one to okay. seven. The one rate. being garbage, <laughs> seven being perfection. What would you give this movie, Scott? <laughs> This might be the best Bond movie ever. <laughs> it's, it's, so t- it's so tough. It um, is. Oh my gosh. Like, I think half of this movie is is really good and it, it zips along. And <laughs> the then. Half of it is amazing. And then. And the other half is like combination record scratch. Like. <laughs> just. Sheer. Like fantasy <laughs> befuddlement. I, I, um, yeah, this is one of my favorite Bond movies. Um, man, this is God, tough. you're not a racist if you like this movie. It's okay. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. I just. But I, I'm more hung up on like what you're saying, Jeff, about like, like the the tone shift. But uh, yeah, no, I, I I gotta give it a six. This, this is there's too much shit I love about this movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Alex. Also, easy six for me. Because just on sheer entertainment value, <laughs> this movie is has in spades. I love it. Okay, I gave it a four. This movie was kind of bad. But I can't... I had enough laughs that I can't say it was bad. You so it's right take. How many I movies do you spit like, take I'm, on? Let's see, I, I'm, I, I can't say that it's not bad either. <laughs> yeah. I get it. It took me too much. I loved it. (laughs) It took me two sittings, and I almost timed out on my rental. I think that I defended so vehemently a few uh, months ago. Oh, 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 the bullshit forty-eight hours. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I started for another forty-eight hours. Yeah, I got it on Sunday night. (laughs) Pretty arbitrary forty-eight hours. (laughs) Started Mm -hmm. it and then didn't watch it yesterday. And then today started. You have like two and a half hours left. I was like, fuck. Um, I gotta watch it. Yeah, I mean, it definitely has moments, but I definitely don't ever need to see this again as well. So, for I think four is fair because I don't didn't hate it, but I definitely didn't like it. All right, <laughs> and with that, it's time for a crossover topic, which great. is what Scott. So, top five disguises. Uh, this right. this was a little tougher than I thought I was going to be, uh, but uh, here we go. Really? Yeah, it actually it actually was. Um, Hmm. Number five, jumping in with the, the Vigi games, uh, we one uh, snake, uh, solid oh, snake. Fucker. Uh, <laughs> you, you took my number three. Okay, well I'll, I'll let you talk about it because I think we have the same thing. So I will I will say that it's Snake from the Metal Gear Solid series or the Metal mm-hmm. Gear series, I guess I should say. Yeah, uh, so good. But I think I think we're gonna say the same thing. Uh, and if not, then I'll, I'll 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 go with that. Okay, sounds good. All right, Alex, number five. My number five, and this is at the bottom of the list because it was just so gratuitous. Like while I was watching this movie, I was like, "What is even going on here?" And uh, I don't know if it was Mission Impossible two or three, where every other scene they were taking off a fake face. Yeah, I think the John Woo was... one. Was it two? Was it three? Oh yeah, shit! I forget. But what, I know you're right. One of them, it was like it was faces on top of faces, <laughs> it was on yeah. top of faces. Like gee, face off didn't have this many faces. <laughs> There's still and more space dust on this cookbook. <laughs> yeah. Whew, Ethan Hunt. Whew, oh, bad guy. Stephen Dorff. I don't. I forgot who was the villain in that one. 
I don't think Stephen Dorff was a bad guy. Anyway. I don't think yeah. What Blade? It was a Blade. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it was the one with Philip Seymour Hoffman, wasn't it? Was it that one? I think no, Seymour because that was way the later. Third one. Oh. What a finder. What a herder. <laughs> yeah, that's like Mission Impossible, like four. What was three? With Abrams. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Right. Oh, protocol whatever. or whatever, but yeah, one of the the one with John Woo that directed Mission Impossible. John John Woo was the second one. Yeah, there that's the one then. with uh, one of the best Where ones they of all time. Red full speed on motorcycles, and they jumped off and they crashed into each other's chests, and then they were fine. Nope. And then and then he did a guile kick. <laughs> yeah. You're Sonic thinking of the movie the, the Quest. Hmm. Also with Roger Moore. Hey, Bond connection. I could tell you I've seen every Mission Impossible movie except maybe the last one, and I couldn't tell you what happens in any of them except the first one. All you need to know about the last one is that Henry Cavill cocks his arms. Yeah, he reloads them. <laughs> I know. Actually, I did see that one because it doesn't make the cocking sound in the movie in the movie as it is in the trailer, <laughs> which was badass. <laughs> yeah, they should have kept it. Reloading from the plane. Which one does he hang from the plane? It's like half of them, Jeff. Okay. Yeah. I don't. I don't. I just. I honestly don't remember. It's like the fifth or the fourth or the fifth one. I think uh, you're my, thinking of the Mummy. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> number five. We kind of already talked about it, but it'd be Team Team America: World Police. <laughs> terrible, oh, damn. terrible, terrible. That. Yeah, that's my number four. Um, <laughs> all right. Well, I'll let you talk about that, Durka Durka. Um, Scott, number four. Uh, sticking around with with video games. Uh, my number four is from Final Fantasy VII, uh, and that's when you got a cross dress oh, as Cloud yeah. at, at the wall for Don Corneo. Damn, uh, he was good looking too. <laughs> well, I mean, it depends how much effort you put into it. Yeah, you can just right. like grab any old thing and go up there, but but if you put some work into it, then, then yeah, you, I know. You got, you got uh, you need the full disguise. Don't you have to do that in Breath of a Wild, Breath of the Wild too, or something? Just yeah. a girl to get into town, or I that's don't right. Know. And a, as a Garuda woman, there you go to go into the hidden the, the village of the sand and get some earrings. Yes, yeah. I remember I got in there. I don't remember if I got what I was supposed to do in there, <laughs> or if I got up because Link was so damn hot. Yeah, I started doing some <laughs> sand surfing, and yeah, man, that game was ridiculously tough. All right, um, Alex. Or sorry, Scott, number four. Alex, number four. Um, I don't know. <laughs> I think it was Scott four. number four. Yeah, Scott just did his right. Oh, yeah. number four. Cloud. Oh, okay. Then yeah, Gary from Team America. <laughs> <laughs> they go into this big surgical scene and everything, and it's just filmed with like Michael Bay cameras and everything, and it, it is a little bit reminiscent of the surgery room from You Only Live Twice. And then he's like, "Wow, he looks amazing. It's uncanny. Looks <laughs> just like one of the terrorists." <laughs> He's just got splotchy brown face paint, and he's got like pubes stuck all over his face. It was fucking. So oh my gosh, it's one of the f- most hilarious reveals I've ever seen. It's me. Like, ah, it's me. It's me. <laughs> What's he saying? Kiss me. Kiss me. Smart, Smart ass, ass motherfucker. motherfucker. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Oh man. That movie's awesome. <laughs> all right. My number four is I'm going with a theme here, and it's uh, I could take it from two different zombie movies or genres. 
Mm-hmm. Hey. Oh, nice. I could do it from The Walking Dead yeah. early on in the series where they covered themselves in zombie guts. It's so like they episode wouldn't, one or two, yeah. Yeah, so they wouldn't be, they wouldn't, no, zombies wouldn't smell them and they were to get through the herd. Or I can go from Shaun of the Dead where they just acted like zombies to get through them. <laughs> and I think that one's better. So Shaun of the Dead, zombie walk is my number four. That zombie's terrible. Oh, yeah, show me your zombie. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's pretty good. <laughs> um, all right, Scott, number three. Uh, my number three could have also been my number one, but uh, here it is. Uh, arrest, <laughs> Why not make it your number two? Arrested Development. Uh, and that would be Mrs. Featherbottom. Oh, it's my number three as well. <laughs> what, what's the song? like? Oh, God. I don't even know. But Co- coding down your throat? Like, yeah. <laughs> some spoon, spoonful of sugar, it's Tobias, so it's some joke about like yeah. swallowing yeah, jeans. Just a spoon? Yes. Uh, uh. There's a cup full of syrup or something. Yeah, it coats the throat or something. Yeah, it coats the throat. <laughs> uh, but I, I was watching the like a supercut of like all that in the the one where like is Michael was telling him like Joe or yeah, Tobias not, not Joe Tobias just go do whatever blah 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 and he's like yes it's me Tobias <laughs> it is me Tobias it is me Tobias. <laughs> I love that he confused Mrs. Dotfire with, <laughs> with Mary Poppins. Yeah. He jumps off the balcony. Oh, with God. That was, that was so well shot. That, that was, like, awesomely shot because, like, it was either actually him doing the stunt or they just, like, seamlessly, like, yeah. did it. Because he jumps, like, We shan't tell him. shan't tell your mother, shan't you? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's right. It's, America, it's a banger in the mouth. Yeah. <laughs> We're just getting anything in the mouth. It's a sausage in the mouth. Oh, my gosh. Yes, that jump is almost as good. No, it's, it might be better than a, a Bundy a dummy drop off the roof of the house. Oh, my gosh. It's number three. Let's try the bottom. All right, well, that's my number three as well. Yes, Michael. It's me, Tobias. It's me, Tobias. Oh man, best <laughs> list ever. So what's your, what's your three, Alex? Uh, my number three is uh, Metal Gear Solid. Solid Snake uh, dresses as a box. Yep, cardboard box. Yep. <laughs> yeah, just covers himself as a cardboard box. So if a guard doesn't see you, but he's coming around the corner, you oh, you quick put on the box costume. <laughs> you have that uh, exclamation point on his head. Huh? Oh, it's just a box. <laughs> It'll keep walking. Uh, but if they see you moving in the box, they'll shoot you. What I love, actually, is that the boxes, not only is it a disguise, but they uh, serve as a transportation device because you have, like, two two different boxes, if I'm not mistaken, and you have to go on the back of an enemy truck at one point, and if you put on one of the boxes, it takes you to another uh, a place, and if you put on the other box, it takes you to a different location. So I thought that was yeah. really cool. A real good attention to detail. Well, it better you're solid if you sneak into, like, the wolf pen, you get the pups to pee on the box. <laughs> yeah, that, too. Isn't it, Kojima's got this, you know, uh, Tarantino has this thing about feet. Uh, Kojima's got this uh, pee-poo type of thing. Yeah, he really does. Yeah. I haven't played uh, Death Stranding, but I'm pretty sure... Oh, no, yeah, Norman Reedus takes a really long pee after drinking some uh, monster energy drinks. There you go. Yeah. 
Jeff, okay. anything well, to my, add? <laughs> not at all. But uh, my number three was also Mrs. Bellerbottom, so we're into Scott number two. Number two is... Uh, I... Okay, I'm, I'm not... Uh, <laughs> it's so perplexing. I, I, I could not think of whether she actually had a name here. Uh, but Leia as the bounty hunter in... Boosh. Boosh. Okay, yeah, see, you fucking yeah, nerds. No, the... <laughs> <laughs> hey, fuck you. You don't like Boosh? And I, 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 maybe I knew that at some point. Probably not. Yeah, dog. Yeah, dog. Uh, I, I was thinking about it, and she's, like, the only one of the the main That's crew good. that could have pulled that off. Because Han is horrible at improvisation. <laughs> hey, it's me. Uh, Luke, Luke's like, like. Whoa, whoa, wait like, a minute! Luke and Han impersonated the stormtroopers to save her ass in the first oh, one. That that's is true. true. That is true. Oh, the uniforms! I can't see a uh, thing in this helmet. Yeah. Uh, that's why they can't shoot straight. Uh, it's like Luke is like that kid that that went away for the summer and listened to like the Smiths the whole time and came back and he's like, I'm a Jedi now. Like, so he he couldn't have done it. Obviously, Chewbacca. Well, he was captured. Yeah, so like, Chewbacca oh, no, had wait, to play his role. Captured him. Yeah, 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 and then C three PO. And, and anyway, uh, Leia is Boosh. C three PO. You're playing the rope message, Clank. All right, uh, well, Boosh is my number two as well. Scott and I are on a roll here. Yeah, that's um, nice. yeah, cool. I, I thought about the stormtroopers, but no, this was better. Um, yeah, and I still, as a kid. When I first saw Return of the Jedi, and up until probably my teenage years, I thought Boosh, the beginning, when he when he shows up with Chewbacca, was a real bounty hunter. And then in the middle of the night, Leia came and like took his uniform on and put it on to <laughs> take Han out of the carbon. I didn't realize that was all a part of the plan and everything. Um, but it's a cool disguise. Like, uh, yeah. Some more action figures. Very effective. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> his voice. Knight Rider lights on the visor. It was awesome. And the voice was done by the same lady who did E.T. So there you go. Yeah. See, now, I think I brought this up when we did Dick Tracy, but it, that same voice, I swear it's the same one that the Madonna used for Eraserface. Yeah, I remember us talking about that, but I don't remember. Yeah, because it sounds mm. so damn similar, but I couldn't find her in the credits, so who knows? Yeah. All right. Uh, well, Alex, number three. Two. I don't know, my, number, two, right? my number two yeah. is Top Secret, the fucking cow suit. <laughs> it's pretty so good. fucking funny. And they even take a bull dick in that costume. It was good. Yeah. <laughs> the fucking boots on. <laughs> well, that could be like Jim Carrey and the Rhino. Hopefully I didn't take somebody's, but you could do that. <laughs> Got out in them rhinos. All right, well, oh, my number two was, good. was Boosh as well. So, Scott, what's your number one? Let's see if we can go three for three here, Jeff, in our last ones. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Number one is the ultimate disguise. Oh, yeah. Uh, as, as laid out by Bill at the end of Kill Bill Volume 2, and that's Clark Kent. Yeah. No, that's my number one. It went the very similar, but not the same. Uh, oh. You know, like, <laughs> again, uh, for better or worse, at the end of Kill Bill Volume 2, uh, he gets really nerdy. <laughs> lays out the whole Superman thing, and 
Uh, but he, but he has a as a point as an interesting nerd talking point about how uh, Clark Kent is the disguise for Superman. For yeah. for for most superheroes, it's the other way around. Um, so, I guess you could say the same thing for what the other hero might be, which I'm not going to say. <laughs> now that I think about it, but uh, yeah. Anyways, Clark Kent. Script, if, if, we're, if we're talking about movies, obviously Christopher Reeve. Okay, Alex, number one. Same, Clark Kent. Ultimate disguise, glasses, nerdy, hunched over. See, now uh-huh. that's a proper hunch over there. That's a proper <laughs> hunched over disguise. It, it really is. You can't he looks tell he, Superman. Is Clark Kent really does look Japanese. He's <laughs> <laughs> great. Uh, my, my number one is Batman. Okay. Yeah. Well, do you uh, mean Bruce Wayne? I know. I said this whenever he does that speech. I'm like, hey, really? Batman's disguise is Bruce Wayne. But uh, whatever. However, I take it. The Batman suit is cool. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Um, but yeah, you can take it either direction, and both directions are better than than Clark, but barely. Um. um uh, yeah. Eh, yeah. It's a bit more complicated, of course, for Batman, but yeah. All right. Well, if you say the disguise is Bruce Wayne, then he's a playboy billionaire philanthropist or whatever. He's basically. <laughs> The statement that Iron Man makes, um, yeah, he's that. Or if he did yeah. the disguise as Batman, then he has all the gadgets and those wonderful toys. So. Except Tony Stark actually enjoys doing those three things. <laughs> yeah, true. I, I'm, I'm sure, as as Bruce Wayne, the philanthropy part, like Batman takes that seriously. But, <laughs> but the other, the, the, the banging, banging hotels. Although, Bat, let's not kid ourselves. Bruce Wayne is plenty of 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 like. Gotham's most attractive women. So yeah, he gets more beaver than Gotham Dan. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Any honorable mentions? Uh, one that is it, it it turns the whole like disguise thing on its head, and that's the guy incognito Joe from The Simpsons. <laughs> yeah, I thought of that. The guy incognito. It's not actually a, a <laughs> costume, but it's so. Uh, but my name is Guy Incognito. And then uh, the the Hobbits at the end of Return of the King. Oh, okay. The two AJs. I had Mission Impossible. Then I had Gene Parmesan from uh, Arrested <laughs> Development. Yeah. And then uh, Arya Stark as Ari. What was her when she was a boy in the oh, first yeah couple seasons or whatever oh, i forgot yeah. what her name was yeah I don't know. since it really wasn't that creative other than they just cut her hair and made her piss in the woods um mm-hmm. wasn't that great of a disguise but it got her saved her safety so alex do you have any or no nope all right well then it's time for alex knows sports i'm alex and i like sports sports ball so, in sports, there are a variety of ways to get ejected from a game, right? Oh, yeah. What's what's the strangest one you guys have seen? Or have heard of? In sports? Yeah. I, mean, I can't believe those guys from Argentina, again, World Cup, did not get ejected or red cards when they were hassling the referees as they were walking <laughs> off the field. Bullshit. But anyways, I, I digress. So, I mean, sometimes players get tossed... When they had actually nothing to do with what happened, just the refs just like randomly assume that it was them. Oh yeah, 
That happens. <laughs> that's a that's a parent thing, right? That there. happens all the time. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the siblings. Someone's getting well, in trouble. I didn't do anything. Well, you're the closest one here, so. Yep. I can't think of anything ludicrous, really. I mean, Mike Bilberry got suspended for beating a guy with a shoe, but <laughs> <laughs> nobody took his ice hockey. I mean, there's, there's uh, been like off. there's been like hyper violent stuff, but that's not like weird. Yeah, like Marty McSorley like clubbed a guy over the head. Jeez. Well, yeah. um, in basketball, Dwayne Dedman. Do you guys do you guys know who this guy is? Uh, sure. Okay, no. Dwayne Dedman got ejected. From the basketball, by chucking a massage gun onto the court. Massage gun. Yeah, is that a euphemism like a for vibrator? Something? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It Je- is. Jeff and I the same it is uh, can serve both purposes, uh, as I've seen <laughs> from the internet. But yeah, and no, it's this gun, and it it pulses and everything, so you can use it on your shoulder and everything. I guess they have them on the bench for players to like loosen up their shoulders, and yeah. This player, Dwayne Dedman, just chucked one on to the court. You're out of here, buddy. Nobody, re- <laughs> you're too relaxed. Get out of here. <laughs> yeah, I guess. I guess you're not allowed to throw massage guns. On the yeah, crowd. don't do it. It's it's in the rules. It's, this isn't like Airbud. Like, <laughs> yeah. Hey, there's no rules nah, saying we can't throw a massage. Hey, no... Everybody, the janitor, check the rule book. He says there's no rule against dogs being in basketball. <laughs> Remember, Airbud took a shit on the court. There's there's no rule against rolling dildos out to the free throw line. Yeah. It's time for (laughs) Neom Doom. Yeah. 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 It was, yeah. Okay. Uh, Not much for me this week. Um, I've been watching, uh, I, I think I mentioned this before, but I've watched more of Welcome to Wrexham on. But I barely knew her. Yeah. Uh, I think this came out a couple years ago now. Um, although I think they filmed a lot of it during the, the pandemic, so it's not that old. Uh, but but again, uh, basically, Ryan, Re- Ryan, geez, Ryan Reynolds and Rob McElhaney uh, from Oh, the soccer thing. Yeah, they, they purchase yeah. a uh, professional football club. Pub. Soccer. And... Uh, mm-hmm. In Wales, in this this town called Wrexham, um, and yeah, you know, again the shows like a, a lot of it's about the locals. Um, and you know how much they they just kind of live and die with this team, and, um, and that's kind of the best part of the show. Uh, but yeah, seeing you know Brian Reynolds and McElhaney, um like deal with with owning this like club and uh, like soccer is interesting because at, at least in uh, the UK because they have the different tiers where, you know, in mm-hmm. let's say like professional baseball, there's like triple A, double A, single A. None of that really means anything other than just like where they want to put people for development. And this, they, they actually are like, uh, like tiers. So if you suck really bad at your current tier, you could drop. If you're really good in your current tier, you could go all the way to the best tier. Um, and, and so on. And so this Wrexham team's like in the fourth tier. <laughs> I think, uh, and they're uh, you know without spoiling anything, um, you know, it's just like kind of the trials and tribulations of of this team trying to get better. Um, so yes, yeah, it's, it's it's worth a watch. Um, Did you hear that Ryan Reynolds is trying to get by a hockey team, an NHL team now? I can see it. Yeah, yeah. the Ottawa yeah. Senators are up for sale, and he does not have enough money to buy. No, an NHL it's like, team, like I, have, I have like the cheapest 
professional sports teams are going to like be a couple billion dollars now, right? But yeah. they're basically they're trying to set him up with the group, and he'll be the front, he'll be the mouth. Yeah, yeah, be the like the Magic Johnson or whatever. Yeah, I can see it. Or yeah. Um, okay. Sorry. Um, yeah, I, I mean, it's not like a good thing or a bad thing, right? It's just. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, as long as you get the people in place to know what they're doing. Like, is is there a bad hockey owner like there is in baseball or football? We had the owner of the the old owner of the Senators. Uh, there have been a few. Um, trying to have a hard time thinking. Well, I mean, the older the Kings back in the day, Bruce McNall got arrested for fraud. So was, yeah. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Uh, I'm trying to think of right now if there's. I know there's one. I can't think of it. Uh, yeah, Mark Cuban. Mark Cuban's a good owner. <laughs> he's, he's really good. Owner, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, I can't think of any right now. But there are a couple. Yeah. It's because of the territory. Yep. You guys mm-hmm. are. Billionaires, they're gonna have <laughs> they're gonna have opinions about things that that they shouldn't have opinions about. But uh, anyway, that so, one lady that owned the the major league, oh, March shot. Yeah, yeah. Well, she's no longer an owner. I, mean, no, she's I think probably he's talking about the. I think he's talking about the movie Scott. Oh, <laughs> okay. Not the racist owner of the oh, Reds. Yeah, okay, I, I don't know why I thought Alex was actually making a reference. <laughs> exactly. Because I'm a sports guy. No, i got to assume it because every once in a while, Alex actually will like say something real and it'll catch me off guard. So i got to change anything he says. Like, Play the odds, me. Scott. Play the yeah, odds. Yeah. Uh, anyways. Like, <laughs> Keep you on your toes. Yeah. So welcome to Wrexham on Hulu. I recommend. Uh, the other thing is uh, well, this this past weekend, uh, kind of on a whim, me and, and, and um, some, some online friends, we played uh, Phasmophobia. Uh, Ooh, how is that? So I've, I've, I played Phantasmagoria. Is it the same thing? Or no? it, it actually is some, some crossover there. Uh, so it's it's a lot of fun. Uh, it, it's a very simply designed and implemented game. Like it doesn't look great. Um, the some of the like interact like. Interacting with things is, is a little bit rough. Like the controls are a little bit rough, um, but they they make up for it with everything else because like the the sound is is spot on, um, which might be the biggest thing, <laughs> and just the fact that everything's dark. So the the premise is you can have up to four people, and you guys are basically like ghost hunters, and uh, you'll go to a house. Yeah, Ghostbusters. It's, well, it's not. There's, there's no busting of ghosts. Oh, um, you you go to like make me, me feel di- good. Different different locations, like at missions, basically, uh, to like houses or like we we did a school. I don't know what all the, uh, the things are. Um, and you go in, and you have to find the ghost that's in the house, and they'll they'll typically be like in a location. And you get all these different kind of items and stuff you've got to place and, um, like, to try to figure out to kind of lure the ghost out. And then you have to meet certain objectives. Like, the the ghost will kind of leave these clues. And so you have to figure out what kind of ghost it is. And there's, like, a list of ghosts. Um, and if you pick the right ghost, then you get, like, rewards and stuff. Um, and there's other bonus objectives. But the thing is... Um, like like right now we, we just started so we're like on the amateur mode there's like a five minute head start <laughs> uh, 
And, like, even before the five minutes is up, like, the ghost will start fucking with you. Like, turn off the lights so you'll be in, like, complete darkness. Um, even if you have a flashlight, it gets hard to see things. And then things get rougher from there. Like, they'll, they'll start, like, randomly messing with electronics. And, you know, depending on the ghost, throw stuff around. They'll start, like, making noises, like, right into your headset. Like, um, yeah. and yeah, it gets, it gets creepy real fast. And the whole thing is, like, you have the sanity meter and it starts dropping... Um, when it gets to a certain point, there's this thing called the hunt, where the ghost will actually like manifest itself and try to run somebody down. Um, and what will happen is, is like you can run outside, but during a hunt, like all the doors to the outside lock and close, so you've got to like go hide or, or use potentially use an item, and it, it gets super tense. It's like you'll hear like footsteps, um, you'll hear like ghost hissing, um, and one of the coolest things about it is there's in-game comms. So, like, the ghost will mess with your in-game comms, even. So all of a sudden, you can't communicate with the other people um, and, like, mess with your electronics. Like, and so you basically... It's a fight to, like, not panic. (laughs) To get what you need. Like, you get a camera, and there's, like, bonuses for taking pictures of a ghost, which is, like, impossible because it's, like, running you down. Um, But anyways, it's super tense, but it's a lot of fun. Um, you know, inevitably, like somebody dies. Like, <laughs> we have done a mission where somebody makes like all four of us make it out. Uh, but uh, anyways, yeah, it's 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 a cool like like co op experience. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's super creepy. Um, so that's that's uh, phasmophobia. Uh, Qu- couple follow up questions. There was a game a few years ago that came out. It was like. Jason, the Friday the Thirteenth game. Yes, yes. Is it kind of like that? No, well, no. In, in in a sense, there there's uh, what's Dead by Daylight? I think is what it's called. Where there'd be yeah. like, I think that's also like four, like survivors. Yeah, and then a fifth and person one monster. Yeah, a fifth person will that. play like the monster, ghost, whatever. Right. And you basically have to survive. And I, I I've never played it, um, but there, I think there's objectives for that one too. That, that I think that one's a little more, like, action based maybe. Um, yeah, because you got to run. You have defensive items and stuff like that. Yeah, like but again, the, I've, I've never played it, but like, it, kind, it, kind of similar no, concepts though. There's no player that actually plays as the ghost, right? No, no. Yeah. No. Oh, okay. And it's 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 also super creepy because like if you get killed, like you get taken to like this hellscape, and but then you can run around as a ghost. And you can actually see the ghost when it like pops out, and that's like also really creepy. And like, <laughs> I'm a ghost, and you're scared the shit out of me, man. <laughs> yeah, I did. I uh, we, we the, the last game I did like last night, uh, we were in like this farmhouse. It reminded me of uh, the cabin from The Evil Dead, but uh, mm-hmm. like nice. the, a, a, a hunt happened, and I like you have to like jump into a closet or something like that, or hide behind furniture, and I hid behind this kind of like like triptych like photo thing and she was like right on top of me like i could hear her breathing but she like went away i'm like phew and then she came back because there's like no sometimes there's no cool down and i ran behind the same thing and she starts singing like like the uh london bridge is falling down like this creepy kid's voice yeah and then i got murdered <laughs> oh, you should have picked a different hiding spot. Yeah, yeah. So. You shouldn't have been standing there. Yeah, I should not have been standing there. I, I don't think I, 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 I did not turn off my flashlight fast enough. I think that was the problem. But, uh, oh, okay. But, uh, and, and I could go on about this, but uh, yeah, I recommend this as a, as a game if nobody's played this. Like, 
You should do that with your your crew, Alex. Uh, see if you can rope yeah, somebody in there. Maybe. Uh, I think they'd be uh, too chicken. What? I think I'd be too chicken. <laughs> Terrible. Well, what? One more thing. Um, do you guys ever see that? What you were talking about it kind of reminded me, but not really. Just triggered a memory more than anything. Uh, Black Mirror, the episode called Playtest. Do you guys remember that? Where the guy. I've only ever still seen the very first episode of the Beard. Oh, okay. <laughs> Talking about a pig be... face. Yeah. Yeah, it's like an augmented rea- or virtual reality. He goes as a tester, and it's kind of you stay in this house, and then things start happening in your imagination. And then, of course, it's Black Mirror, and other stuff happens. But mm-hmm. um, okay. Hmm. I, I've seen it a bunch of times. I didn't realize the main guy was Wyatt Russell before I knew who he was. Yeah. There you go. There it is. All right, uh, Alex. Anything you want to go over? Yes, it is that time of year again. It is awesome game done quick, AGDQ. They're running their uh, week-long speed-running stream to uh, raise money for the Prevent Cancer Foundation. Uh, At the beginning of the week, they did an insane, like, 30-minute run of Breath of the Wild. (laughs) It was so entertaining to watch. It was crazy the way they did it. Uh, so I recommend that once they, because they put all these streams up on YouTube. So uh, afterwards, I recommend watching that. But it goes on all week. It's for an amazing cause, the Prevent Cancer uh, Foundation. So watch some cool streams. Watch some of your favorite games get broken to get beaten as fast as possible. And uh, raise some money. Consider donating to uh, uh, a great cause. Yep. Right, right now they're playing uh, Dead Space 3 in co-op. They're speedrunning that. Hmm. So there you go. Cool. Do, do something good at the beginning of the year. <laughs> you a-holes. Oh. <laughs> uh, <and laughs> this will set you up as an excuse for the rest of the year. It's like, well, I donated money to the Prevent Cancer Foundation. There you so go. Yeah, yeah. I can kick this frog. Have to do anything else for the rest of the year? Yeah. Don't uh, kick frogs, by the way. They're great. <laughs> frogs are awesome. Uh, anything else? <laughs> Uh, no, that's it. Oh, besides watching Godzilla vs. Megalon, <laughs> I highly recommend that movie. <laughs> right. It's awesome. Okay. Uh, Jeff, yeah. anything you want to go Yeah, I can't really remember anything I watched, so, uh, since I mentioned Black Mirror, <laughs> I don't think I said when I did watch it. I finally finished season five. It wasn't as good. I had a feeling because no one really talked about it, um, so that's kind of a shame. But Anthony Mackie is, is in one episode, uh, Topher okay. Grace is in another episode, and Miley Cyrus is in another episode, so. Hmm. Um, there was that. Yeah, God, I want to say there was something I watched, but I can't remember. The only other news I have to report is, so back in 1999, there was a movie called Phantom Menace coming out. And, uh, <laughs> rushed to the stores to buy as much action many action figures and stuff as I can to make millions of dollars Jar Jar's and, gonna be the shit yeah and I stored these things for 20 years and I sold my entire collection for 120 bucks this weekend so Whew. yay there you go Promise. I paid more for them probably 5 bucks a piece back then 8 bucks a piece and I know I sold more than 10 of them so yeah but whatever they've been taking up space what what what, what was like the crown jewel of your Phantom Menace collection Joe I mean, I don't know. I look. I was looking at them. I was like, "Cool! I got all the pod racers. I don't even know their names." I have a pod racer. Hey, yeah. Saboba. There's Mars Guo. He's the best. <laughs> ben Quadraneros. Who? <laughs> I should have the yard. Yeah, that's Mars Guo. 
Okay. Uh, I had little Annie as a pod racer. I had a well, I had Wizard. Darth Maul. I had Charge. I went that opening night at Toys R Us when those things came out. <laughs> I got swept up in the fever, and I bought mm-hmm. them all. And then, Where a kid yeah. can be a kid. Mm-hmm. And those ones that Alex and you guys made t- videos with, those are all gone too. So <laughs> oh, those are just movie memorabilia from <laughs> from a better movie that we made in high school. And next, I gotta sell my or some of my baseball cards anyway. Those things have been just collecting dust since I was even younger. So, what's the guy with the sideburns that my house wanted? Do you have that guy? Don Mattingly? No, no. like you, Mistrinsky. With Carl the big sideburns? Yeah, Carl with the sideburns. Yeah, I don't have any old, those cards that old. <laughs> I started around 1986, 87, 88. What about that one guy that has the F word on the, on the, on the baseball Ripken. bat? Yeah. I have the regular, I do not have the fuck face. Oh. Sorry. <laughs> Come on, man. What was, I tried. Jeff, <laughs> what, what, what was the name of the, oh God, he was a utility guy with the angels for a few years. Um, that narrows it down. Yeah, I know. Uh, Tim Salmon. Like what era? Like sorry, sorry. So like, uh, oh, like Tony the, Danza in the in the odds. So not uh, Tony Danza. I I just trying to think of this guy's name because I was gonna say something like, "Do you have that guy's rookie card?" Got uh, odds. Uh, uh, Sean Figgins wasn't wasn't Figgins. <laughs> Candy Maldonado. It was, it was definitely a white guy. <laughs> it wasn't Sean Gary D. Sarcino. It was not um, D. Sar. Oh. Mike Piazza. Yeah, I don't know. So oh, well, it'll, it'll come to me. It'll come to me. And then it'll be funny. Uh, <laughs> and then it'll but, be funny. but until then. <laughs> Joe uh, DiMaggio. Anything else, Jeff, other than selling it off your childhood for profit? No, I still have my He-Man, but i got to get rid of those soon, too. Do oh. you, though? Yeah. Just taking up space, man. I value space more than anything. That's <laughs> of my life. Yeah. Yeah, I feel you on that one. Yeah. That's every time Laura and I talk about something, I'm like, nope, it's gonna take up space. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like getting a nice big like fake tree and not have to buy a new one every year. I'm like, I'd rather spend the money and not take up space <laughs> for the rest of the ten yeah, months. Nope. Not me. <laughs> I hate to <doing laughs> you wanna get another puppy? No, it's gonna take up space. <laughs> Seriously. Now that well, that's a legitimate gripe right there. Yeah. Yeah, but so that's all I got. Alright, so I think we're good. Mm-hmm. All right. Thanks for listening, everybody. Jomo arigato. Gozaimashu. Shake. <laughs> Shake. <laughs> we at Hans Shop First would like to thank you for listening and supporting the podcast. We would love to hear from you, so feel free to contact us on Facebook and Twitter at Hans Shop First. Also, please leave us a review on iTunes. Reviews are greatly appreciated and help us get more exposure. Once again, thanks for listening and supporting the podcast.